Up, I pick the shift up and put in work overtime. Now I got your dress off, hair down, flower bun from last night on you and me. Low key, good love, come get you something. Girl, let's make love in the morning. And right before you leave, I got the keys that make you keep coming back. Oh. Sienna Liggins um, yes. from Detroit. Yes, she's like our first Midwest. 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 I don't know how to do my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Say word. Sienna Liggins, yes, you are um, the first uh, person in our kind of queer spotlight, queer creator spotlight. We mm. haven't actually figured out a title for it. Have you got <laughs> No, if you, whatever y'all want to call it, that's what we'll call it right now. I can't think of a title, but we know that we've wanted to spotlight amazing queer artists out here. So we're starting today. Yes. I'm Liggins. Um, with that being said, I am Hanifa Walita. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, baby. Yes. <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, this beautiful Sunday morning. Absolutely. Well, it's uh, cold and rainy here, so I have a bit of an attitude because I don't like cold or rainy. (laughs) Yesterday in Atlanta, it was miserable. I mean, the rain was just nonstop. People were slipping and sliding and hydroplaning. And I mean, literally, Atlanta's usually covered with or littered with car parts and cars and accidents. But <laughs> I, I mean, no, seriously, it was everywhere. Well, yeah, it um, it wasn't as bad like towards the evening. We did, my wife and I did not have an opportunity to um, celebrate our anniversary. When <gasps> Happy it. anniversary! Thank you. Um, why, didn't, why didn't you celebrate it? just busy she's in the phd program and like so much stuff going on and so yesterday we were just like you know what forget it we jumped up got dressed up and went to (laughs) went into dc for a nice little meal little fancy meal and like just so happened to be there when the the waiter told us like oh i was gonna tell you like come back and see us but we're closing to you know tonight so I was like, what? Was like, yeah, so we just so happened to go like to this one restaurant we, you know, never been to, just made it on the last night that they were opening. They got bought out by somebody else or whatever. So it was really cool. And it's an experience that we would not be able to have anymore. So I'm glad we got up and did that. <laughs> Say word. Well, listen, you guys know it was your anniversary. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Every day is an anniversary. Hey. Happy anniversary. Thank you. And you had a birthday. 
Oh my God, yes. <laughs> you know, after a while you forget. <laughs> and you start after a while, the birthdays are kind of like, eh, whatever. And you only count like every 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, multiples thought, of five. <laughs> multiples of five. And actually, once I hit 40, that's like, I don't need to look at this shit again until I'm 50. So yeah. holla at me in a couple of years. You know, I ain't afraid to say my age. I am 48 and proud. Nice. Uh, this past October 15th, I turned 48 because uh, I don't look it, so I'm okay with saying oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> you just say that to people be like, oh my God, you're uh, lying. <laughs> no, no. Why are you lying to me, though? Why are you lying? <laughs> right. So, you know, I say my age because I like to fish for compliments. Mm. Well, you you're looking good, boo. Thank you, thank you, for you know. I'm saying that's a black woman's privilege. You know, we can we can easily fish for compliments. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, but I didn't really. I honestly, I didn't do nothing because, like I said, I don't make a big to do with these little middle birthdays. Mm-hmm. But I did wake up, and I was grateful that I woke up to reach this age. You know, um, and this also is an age. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've been starting to feel it, but you know, they had like things like strokes and heart attacks and just random shit, you know, that shit start, you know, creeping up into your friend pool, you know, in the forties and you're like, Whoa. Right, you know? right. So, um, it's, it's, I truly was grateful to wake up and I have my health, at least to my knowledge, I have my health, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, and I'm starting to become more cognitive, um, not starting, but I'm, I'm constantly reminded, um, that, Ain't nothing guaranteed. And the older you get, you know, yeah. um, that life can take you for a loop. And <laughs> life can come out of left field like, oh, bitch, did you not know you was in your mid-40s? Right, right, right. <laughs> Don't look it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, so for my our 40 and over people, you know, um, even if you were blessed with good health, uh, through most of your life, don't you know? Take age for granted. You know, I say respect it even more as you get older, so you can it can you can have your body and your mind until it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that truly is the goal. In your teeth, in your teeth, <laughs> floss. All, all them years that you not floss, and that shit will catch up. I am absolutely undone. Yes, your teeth. Keep your teeth. <laughs> Please, as much as you can, or get some new ones. I mean, it's it's all kind of technology these days. But when you gotta put, you know, listen, I got all my teeth, and I plan to keep them. They still white, even though I got this little cavity here that's a little annoying. But I know that my smile is—I have a lot of currency in my smile. I have a sack mouth smile. You know, if y'all know what that means, like a, a um. Uh, someone who just naturally has a big ass smile. Like I can't have a small smile. I can't smile cute. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. It takes up most of my face. So knowing that that has been my little mini superpower in my life, I've gotten the clubs free with that shit. I've got a lot of free shit with a smile. Nice. You know, I can't. I got, but it got to be my teeth for the yeah. smile to work. It got to be my teeth, not the dentist teeth, <laughs> not manufactured teeth. <laughs> it got to be my teeth, man. Well, my hey, <laughs> if everybody ain't able. <laughs> you get the teeth, you can get exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. Just like, just like your hair. If you bought the teeth, they're yours. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to do them more than frosting. You're gonna have to take them out oh. your mouth and clean them every night. Yeah, but... you got to brush them and put them in that cup by the bed. So they smell good. Say word, say word. But do what you got to do so you can keep your smile beautiful as you age. Um. And not for nothing, some of your young ones, young mouths be fucked up. You need to floss. How are you having a fucked up mouth at 20-something? 
<laughs> I feel like I don't even notice those things, but <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I know. But I'm you're a smile person, so like you definitely would pay more attention to that. Like, come on now. I'm saying things happen. I'm not gonna judge <laughs> it. Why you got to where you are? I'm just saying, like, at some point you start prioritizing things and taking care of yourself and, and taking care of, you know, your general appearance and your health like becomes more important. Sometimes you be too busy with this scratching the surviving to be worried about your smile. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> so I would just take all those things into consideration and say, but your smile is, is directly correlated to employment. Seriously. Like yeah. going into an interview and you got a great resume and then your ass decided to smile nah nah nigga <laughs> you ain't gonna get the job you, you i mean unless you got skills out the wazoo mm. you know maybe they can tolerate but nobody want to come to work and see you know crackhead mouth you know what i'm saying i'm just saying <laughs> am i being judgmental i'm being judgmental okay. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to say <laughs> i think so Especially when dental insurance is a bitch to get. So I want to. Definitely. Well, you have been blessed with a fantastic smile, and that's where we were on the conversation. (laughs) I will just say. Okay. All right. We're on for the tea. Anyway, take care of yourself, people. Um, I want to go back to Sienna uh, uh, Liggins. Yes. Yes, yes, because this is what we this is what we were talking about. We wanted to do, and you know, we'll work this out as time goes on. But mm-hmm. because you know, Red and I, we are creators ourselves, and we've been um, in the creative field um, professionally for at least twenty, for me, twenty five years. I know how long you've been doing it, but I think you know we average about twenty years. Yeah, you know, and we've been in different fields. We've, we've traveled via our work. We've had to negotiate our work. We've had to listen to. Um, our comrades work, you know, and we've gotten our own stuff critiqued, you know, uh, and we come from a time critique was kind of like in your face, like, nah, bitch, you know, but. Yeah, I think, um, so critique at this point in the game is one of those things like you, you get nervous about Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we're not in an era where we receive critique well. Not at all. We're definitely not in a place where we like welcome it and we're expecting it. Like we we want our pro- participation trophies. Like <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> like if we made a goal in the game, like everybody should get ice cream after, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the the thing is not that like in this situation that we're here to like break you down and tell you that you horrible person. Absolutely not. not at I all. think um the good thing and and we we do this a little bit in in modern society and like you know you post something and you want people to respond, right? <laughs> um and so that's that's just what it is. We we heard something, we want to respond. We just want to let you know what we hear. Um and our initial reaction. So I try not to like sit with it and 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 learn it and all that kind of stuff. Like I want to give you like my initial reaction right when we start listening to it so that you know like what we hear immediately and you can take it and, and use that information in your artistry or you can say, y'all, oh, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. I'm the best, I'm Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and also we're understanding, especially when it comes to younger artists, because I clearly, crystal clearly remember when I was young, or rather looking back at my stuff when I was young. Mm. And also the headspace I, I was in, you know, I was a part of a, a crew that, you know, our shit didn't sting. It actually didn't kind of sting, but it did stink at times, you know. <laughs> and but the thing is that sometimes you're you you have an idea of your artistry and you think it's more developed than it can be. And sometimes it's hard to grow when you come in through the door thinking that your shit is hot. You know what I mean? Because you got in the studio, maybe, or you fucking around, or maybe you know there's place for growth, but you're not quite sure where, you know. Um, so we're just here to, you know, um, find a good uh, queer um, music and tell you, you know, what we think. And you can agree or not. But even if you don't agree, there are other artists out there that I think they can take something from our critique as well. Critique mm -hmm. and praise, I might add. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. All right. So Sienna Liggins is, is first up. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, so the song that we listened to yes. was... Yes, two of them, actually. Uh, it, it, the first one's called Flower Bomb. That's what mm -hmm. we started to show up with. It's an acoustic song. And the other one is called Me Again, um, which yeah. will play at the end. Of, I get, we'll, we'll figure out where to put it in the, in the podcast, but we're going to play it somewhere over here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do you want to start red or what? Yeah. So mine wasn't like really, really deep. I think for um for Sienna, I was one just like refreshed to hear her music. I think a lot of times um I tune out of you know, for new music because it all sounds the same. Mm. So I was happy to see, um, especially Flower Bomb and and just the tempo of it and and um, the energy level that was into it. Mm. Like I, I I needed that. I was happy to you know to get what, that what about the energy. I'm curious. And Flower Bomb or the other joint? And Flower Bomb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the other one was like, you know, was happy. It was like a, a party vibe. I saw a video. I was excited to see videos. Like, I didn't know people were still making videos. Hanif <laughs> was like, yeah, you really need to listen to more music. <laughs> I, I really, I don't. I didn't know that that was still a thing. Maybe because it's not like on television anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like we had video shows. We sat and watched videos for days at a time. <laughs> there were plenty of them. Um, I don't, I don't get a lot of those. So you know, especially in, in the filmmaker mind, like really happy to see that kind of thing. But um, I think music right now is is generally um, aggressive in mm -hmm. a way. You know, and even the the girls who are making music or um, even in the LGBT community, um, because there's a lot of music that's coming out in the mainstream, you know, right now that is primarily um, lesbians or mm -hmm. bisexual girls, um, which, you know, I'm happy to see that. Like, I'm happy to, that the girls are getting their, their due uh, because traditionally we've been invisible in the industry, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, and so it was you know, I get a little nervous, right? <laughs> Just like, oh my God, what is this going to be? So I was, 
I was okay. <laughs> I was happy of the 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 tempo of it. It was kind of a, a love songish, you know. It's relationship stuff, so that was you know that's to be expected. I was cool with that. Yeah, I um you know I've um I definitely listen to music um a lot, and you know I have noticed uh, in particular with more or I've found with more um, masculine uh, sisters doing it, um, I'm really liking what they're they're putting out and I'm hearing the softer um, side. Actually, the, 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 I mean, you have, you have uh, sisters who are, who are emceeing and everything and they saying this, that, and the third, it's like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but to be a masculine being and then to hone your art around a softer sound or more R&B or more singing as opposed to rhyming yeah. or if you're going to rhyme your your rhyme your approach to rhyming is not kind of this typical masculine approach if you will you know not not to say it's all toxic but it can be you know um but so regarding um Sienna I, I my praise I'll start with my praise um is the first thing i heard was flower bomb and it's i love the setting first of all as soon as i could see you know uh a queer sister or i'm like okay yes cool um and i always like the idea of acoustic you know kind of setup like here's my song it's bare i'm bare what's up Mm -hmm. you know so that right there i'm like i haven't quite seen that yet and or i haven't seen much of it so i'm i was glad to see that Mm -hmm. um the the a, a, a critique I do have um the and sometimes like doing a simple setup with a mic and maybe a guitarist it's an easy way to make a video it's an easy way to kind of put yourself out there um, but the thing is that you are bare and the thing that you immediately hone in on um, at least for me is your voice and your songwriting because there's no beat to be distracted from mm. you know so it's like it, what kind of song am I moved literally by the lyrics and by the melody and by the structure of the song right um, and then of course your voice is just all out there and usually people who do acoustics they have something in their voice like say Alice Smith like when Alice Smith yeah. this she can do a simple bit of step to the mic holy shit if you know who Alice Smith is Google bitch okay <laughs> <laughs> Because that's yeah. someone who steps to a mic, does an acoustic, and it's not even like a you know church. Oh, I can sing to the to the rooftop. There's something about her voice that demands an acoustic set, mm. right? I don't feel that was the case with Sienna. I feel that um, her voice sounded very nasal. Um, but even if nasal is your thing, I mean, you should learn how to open it up because then you'll find more range in your voice, more dynamics, um, in your voice. But if you are on the nasal thing, you need to have to, you you should know how to work a nasal. (laughs) Okay. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, songwriting wise, I like the other song a little bit better and I'll explain why, but the, I didn't. It was hard to grasp the structure of the song. I didn't know where I was being led. I did like some of the lyrics. Like she got this one lyric, um, uh, wake up in the morning. Um, oh damn, I forgot your lyric, girl. Uh somebody wake up in the morning, making love. basically I'll hold you down till you come back. Back. Right, <laughs> right. right. And, and the poem, and, 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 yeah, and that's like a very that. that's a that's a hip hop aesthetic. Mm-hmm. In, a, in, a, in like a song, that thing of, you know, kind of like a double entendre sentence, you know, and, and that pause makes it that, um, you know, you put that extra back on it. You know, I love, that's something that so comes from hip hop, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I love to see how this generation is then putting that in a song song and using those kind of hip hop sensibilities. That's how you strengthen your genre, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciated that. But I, as a song in total, I there's nothing really per se memorable about it because I, I didn't know where the hook was. I was guessing where the hook was. Nobody mm. should have to guess where the hook is or the bridge or the what have you, how you're being led. So I would I would maybe just there's ways to strengthen the song writing, you know. Um and again, if if you choose to do a cappella, um ask yourself why. What are you what are you showcasing in your a cappella? Mm. Basically. That that's really my only critique. But I love, you know, she's young, so I love where she's going. Yeah. Um uh, and all that stuff, this is easy fixes. This is easy stuff. This stuff that just comes over time. Just keep doing it. You know what I mean? So what about the mm-hmm. other video? Well, before you left, I was, I was going to say that I, um, with the flower bomb, I liked how it had a little bit of, um, like what you're saying, like the stripped down acoustic stuff, but it also had like little twinges of hip hop in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was yes, one yes, part, yes. um, First of all, when she came with the triangle, almost. I know, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. That was dope as hell. I was like, yeah, I was like, you better give it. You like, and ting. I don't know why that made me instrument too, bitch. Ting. Why that made me so happy, but it really did. Me too. But even like with the um with the ad libs, like a TikTok or something that she put in there, like I was like, okay, like I see, you know, it's still true to the the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's true to the to the genre. I like it. Um, it was fun for me, but I, I hear what you're saying about, like, I didn't, I, I don't know, maybe I wasn't even looking for, like, the, the verse, chorus, verse, you know, the hook, the, that whole thing. You know, I was just along for the ride, which is kind of what you, I don't know, I, I think, like, in a, maybe, like, an open mic kind of setting. Yeah, like I, somebody's is, you know, they're getting up and they're they're giving their thing. I I heard it in that way, but it's good for me to hear like your perspective as well because I'm definitely not a songwriter. <laughs> Coming from a, a poetry format, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have all of those elements all the time. Yeah. So yes. I can, you know, just definitely hear the three minutes. But but you have <laughs> but you have structure. There's still yeah. structure, you know. And 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 when I say when I say you know, oh, where's the hook? I'm not saying that every song got to be verse, you know, hook, bridge, you know, like yeah. not, that. That's just one structure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you have but a good song will guide you and bring you to the crescendo, like present the story melodically and structurally so that it it, it stays with you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things in a song that would make you stick to it. And the more you have, whether that's voice, m- melody, lyrics, um, structure, you know, um, and of course the music, then the more you have, then the more a song will stick. But um, so I guess it, for me, there was just a lack of structure in the song. It just kind of seemed like a meandering, like she was just kind of, you know, singing. And what was trying to hold it was this this atmosphere of doing the acoustic. And here I am, this kind of fly book, and, you know, kind of irreverence, like, yeah, you know, dude, I'm just like so cool. I'm not trying to get you to I'm just saying. Right? But, you know, like, yeah, dude, and I'm this is so fly because, like, I'm going to lick my lips and shit. <laughs> but too you gotta kind of tap into your like your fly right so if you got that especially 
and you know, looking at masculine women, um, there's a certain thing that that gets your that your audience responds to. I'll say that. I lick my lips because I know what the value of licking lips. LL Cool J showed us that early on. Yes. The value of licking lips. <laughs> Women are attracted to you licking your lips, sucking on your lips. Yeah. And so like even with the the me again with the video, like yeah, it was is. just kind of her just like being the cool kid, you know, in the the um in the storyline. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that might just be the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, let's jump into the other song called "Me Again." Um, you can get all this on YouTube, and of course, we'll put snippets of it on the on the uh, site when we release this uh, episode. Um, the thing about that, I loved it. Well, definitely, the song was clear. Mm-hmm. I felt like I knew where to go. There was a sense of expectation and anticipation in the song structure, um, and in particularly the music that went with. One, I, I like the music. You know, um, I thought it went well with that song. Mm. You know, and also her voice then made sense because look at this day and age you can be nasal out you know what i'm saying you can be nasal yeah and everyone's even if you ain't nasal they put the auto tune on and you nasal right so <laughs> they make you nasal <laughs> they make you nasal on purpose <laughs> you know and that's something that did not die i thought that was going to die over a couple of years it just it, it it accelerated it's like it's a default there's a whole generation now that knows that does not know the real voices of most of the singers they like Oh, it's a whole generation because that just started what like late 1990s, early 2000s. Yeah, so there's a whole generation that literally doesn't. I'm not gonna say y'all don't know a good voice when you hear it because you know, when you hear a good voice, it's undeniable. Yeah. But there is a lot of music out there, you actually hear the voices of the people because it's okay to put auto tune or you know, that that I forgot that what's that app, Malaya? yeah, but that plug, I mean, anyway, when you're but, in uh, in studio sessions they'll automatically mm-hmm. like put those filters and layers on you like yeah and, and you know what they are just in case y'all don't know what autotune is or any kind of plug in this autotune ish is that that was a mis- that was just something that happened because what it's supposed to do is when you're off key you're supposed to use it like incrementally just to put you a little bit on key because mm. sometimes some singers even some of the best gets a little off you know, but it's a good take energetically. So you just use autotune just to put it back on key, right? Mm-hmm. But the take was good otherwise, right? But somebody must have kept turning. Mm. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this is an interesting sound. Well, maybe it was T-Pain. But yeah. ooh, this interesting sound. <laughs> let me fuck with this. And then the rest is history. So, yeah. Which, and I, I don't even know how to discuss this without giving it up. So this, the season is over. So I don't know. There's the show, um, The Masked Singer. I started watching it. Right. So, you know, I had a parent-teacher conference. And I had no parents. So I started watching The Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the, like, really awesome things was to get to see um, a singer who has traditionally been known for having a lot of that um animation done to their voice just hear the voice right Mm -hmm. and all of the different ways that this particular artist could sing all the different genres that they were into and and really did well in um once they got out of what they thought the industry wanted them to do so like 
it's really good to see when an artist can get outside of what they think the industry wants them to do and not think like I'm sure like for this particular artist, you make a hit, people love it. They want you to make that same hit right, <laughs> a different way. And so you end up being kind of pigeonholed into this one way of doing things where when you try to be creative, you know, and you try to do something else. People are like, "Hey, your your fan base like <laughs> they they want you to be <laughs> this this way that you did, you know, before." And so it was really nice to see this particular artist be able to get out of all of that. And so I think as a new artist, you get to determine who you are and what your sound is and what you're going to look like and 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 feel like to people and and sound like. And you don't have to do anything that's being done. You don't have to, to follow any of that. You could totally be completely different. You also have the, the choice to be exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> I mean, basically, you know, but I like, I like that, uh, you know, you know, she had two different sounds going yeah. on. So that shows her, her breadth of where she's willing to go or at least try things musically. So, Hey, Sienna Liggins, keep doing your thing. Yeah. We are fans. We really want to follow your journey. Um, if you, if someone tags you on this, definitely um, tag us on any of your future stuff. Uh, because I, I like following young artists' journey and see where, especially like seeing even just seeing them grow. Like it's so clear mm -hmm. as they go. Like, oh, that next song. Okay, yeah. okay, I see. Okay, okay, you getting it? You getting it? Are you getting it for yourself? Right. You know, you start to under better understand your voice and what you can produce and where you can take it. You know, so that's always a beautiful thing to. Um, to do yay. so yeah yay so if you all have uh friends comrades fellow creators you're a creative yourself um and you want us to listen to your music your poetry your theater work anything that can be uh heard via a podcast mm -hmm. okay um that is a creative piece of work please uh link us dm us you know, tag us, what have you. Um, and we'll definitely um, uh, check it out. Um, at the very least, you know, we give you some exposure, even if you don't like our critique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also know that... Listening. <laughs> exactly. But understand that you also, your work is also a conduit that other people are listening who are creatives. And something we say may ring true with them. And so we're all here to help each other and support each other. And this is one way we want to do it. And also, guys, we don't know what to call this segment. We'll maybe figure it out, but we would love your help. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, let us know what you think we should call this segment where we critique our beautiful young creatives. Um, and we have a letter today. Oh, yay. Oh, child. Yes. <laughs> we have a letter today. Um, oh, I almost forgot. I'm sorry. Before we get into the letter, just want to remind you that next week we have Stacey Ann Chin <gasps> on the show. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> For, for for our second um, brunch, uh, Sunday brunch, all right? If you are not a Sunday brunch uh, Patreon supporter, you need to get up on it. It's only 10 squirrels a month. That ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to not only see us do the podcast, you get to see and hear the podcast a whole three days before everybody else. Nice. That's what I'm saying. Um, and I just want to, with that being said, I want to give a shout out to Denise Townsend. Um, she is our newest Sunday brunch 
um, patron. Mm -hmm. And so thank you, uh, Denise. You the bomb. And girl, she even paid a little extra up front. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you, Denise. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Um, Okay. So the letter. The letter. Yes. Uh, Are we doing JJ? Yes. We're doing JJ. Cool. And we have our first um uh fellow muslim gay person yay <laughs> assalamu alaikum jj right. <laughs> but her, her joint is her joint is uh deep so i, I want to get into this okay yes you want to read it or I'll, you want i'm gonna read yeah, it I'll start um okay so jj starts with the thank you for being uh, holding space where there are not many gay mentors. Uh, so we're very, very thankful for um, that recognition because we love doing that. Uh, I know you've been, I know you've both touched on this a little bit, but I was hoping to hear a bit more from you too. I broke up with an ex months ago. After therapy and talking with friends, I've owned up to the fact that it was an abusive relationship. Now I know the only path towards peace is time, growth, and distance. This last part is where most of my trouble lies. While I'm in a major city, y'all know how small the lesbian community is. On top of that, we're both in the same profession and one of her friends lives on my block, Mm. though she lives in a whole other borough. Since the breakup, she's been on my block often And I've been lucky most times that I don't see her when she's around, except once we ran into each other. When I'm telling you, my heart dropped and quickened at the same time. Mm. Baby. Yeah. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And the thing Mm -hmm. is, you have to be gentle with yourself with that because I'm saying like you've already invested feelings in the relationship and I don't know the people who can just like shut that off and not feel it anymore and not like revisit it anymore. Like if I work myself up to loving somebody or thinking that I'm loving somebody, like I, <laughs> I've told myself all the reasons why that's a good idea. Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've uh, listed all of your wonderful characteristics and I know all the fantastic things that I think about you. And so, um, when that relationship ends, I don't think those things fail to be, to continue to be true. Right. (laughs) So Uh a person is, you know, now not a fantastic, you know, have wonderful energy or, you know, I don't know, whatever the thing was that you liked about that person, just because your relationship ended. So yes, you can not want to um, see the person and want to see them at the same time. Basically, basically, but this actually gets becomes a little. I don't know if that's actually the case. Why her heart stopped actually, or dropped and quickened, or maybe okay, maybe it did. Let's continue to read. Okay, um, yeah. uh, At the same time, um, her presence in the last intimate night we spent together still hold a lot of weight for me. I knew I had to leave the relationship after I went to her to say she made me feel pressured and silenced into giving her what she wanted. This incident happened just a few days after having a long conversation on pausing our Mm. sex life and about feeling constantly unheard. The typical, although still shocking, responses came from her. It was my fault for not saying so oh, bitch <laughs> it was my fault for not saying so if i felt so bad 
about it. Why didn't I say anything um, for two days? I'm overreacting, uh, et cetera. She's someone who is also a survivor, which is why I was shocked. She, one, pressured mm. me like that, responded in that way since, uh, two, responded in that way. Since then, we haven't spoken, and I've done a lot of work to feel comfortable in my own skin, still relearning. Uh, there's a there's a part of me that wants to tell people to tell the community right. to hold her accountable, but I don't believe that would really help the situation, me or her. On top of that, I'm worried about backlash. Mm. Hmm. She's very well connected. Oh, damn. She's very well connected and popular in the queer scene. I don't have as much clout. I'm worried about um, retaliation. Damn. And frankly, I don't want to have to defend myself oh, and recite Lord everything constantly. I'm also trying to figure out how to deal with potentially seeing her at work functions in queer spaces, but mostly near my damn house. <laughs> You best. That's real. Um, the irony is her boss is a very, very well-known champion of safe, queer sex, clear communication, and all that. But that's another story. As y'all can see, there's layers um, I'm working through. But any advice um, you could give me on the situation would mean the world to me. I know someday this will feel distant and past. But for now, I feel tied up within the confines of it all. Whether or not y'all, okay, yada, 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 bing, bomb. Thank you. Hope y'all have much more luck and love. Inshallah. That's right. Thank oh, you. JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know if if this situation is like, or this this incident that happened between you is what led you to break up. I guess like you all were already deciding to, um, you were having some intimacy issues because you were in the conversation about distancing yourselves intimately, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then this last encounter, um, was forced, right? Yeah. Or so coerced. Coerced, I think yeah. is a better word. So yeah, coerced. Mm -hmm. So you weren't because it doesn't really. It doesn't seem like it was a physical. Well, I mean, it could have been. We don't know. We weren't there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think coerced is a good word. Um, and so you're already dealing with like your your stuff. Like I should have done this differently. I should have said this differently. And I think the fact that it's still um, on your mind and on your heart um, days after however many days it took you to, to like work through that process. Um, I'm totally one of those people that I might not know in the instant, like in the while things are happening, what I'm thinking and feeling. I need to get away from it a minute, like, you know, separate, think it through, like, you know, just get but she, the thing is she's state. having problems even with the physical separation because because her, her ex best friend lives on her block yeah but that's what i'm saying like this oh. the, the incident itself like the, their last sexual encounter okay, gotcha. like okay gotcha. even in those situations like i'm not a person who can just be like this is what i'm thinking right now this is what i'm feeling right now like i need a minute to separate from a situation to think about it and then i can come back and be like all right so remember when such and such happened, this is what I'm thinking about. So I get that part. Um, but the responses that I get when I come back with something after I've thought it through and processed it is like, nigga, you still on that? That was last week. right? <laughs> so I do understand where 
you know, people are like, well, where is this coming from now? Like, why didn't you say something in the moment? Why didn't you, um, you know, why didn't you stop me? Why didn't you whatever? Because, you know, that's also a response that, that I've gotten when I've said things days later after I process. So for people mm. who need you to say something in the moment or need you to, to, to know exactly how you're feeling, sometimes people don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it does not discredit what they're telling you in that time once they've had time to process and, and formulate their words and figure out their feelings. Um, because it didn't happen in that moment doesn't mean this is not a real experience for this person. And um, for those of you all who, who might feel some frustration about that, like just to clarify that on the board, right? Exactly. You know, and, and listen to yourself, you know, just like, you know, women have to, women, especially women who, who, who have sex with men or a relationship with men, you know, have to explain to them that because I don't say something in the, in the moment means nothing at all. You know what I mean? Like it's a woman's, you know, our voices as, as women, like we have to unlearn a lot in order to find our voice and maintain our voice and strengthen our voice as we, as we age, you know, and part of that, when I say voice, it literally means I am in the moment, I am uncomfortable. No, some of us can't even say no when we want to scream to the hills. No, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you're, this doesn't necessarily change because you're in a same sex relationship or your relationship with another woman. You know, we still are all, again, conditioned in a patriarchal society. And then you put whatever trauma, survivorship, right. you know, all that on top of it, it's easy to see how this situation can happen. So let's not take for granted it's because you're with, I'm not talking directly to you, JJ, but to our audience, because you're in a relationship with a woman that certain aspects of abuse that is also experienced with men can't happen. And part of that is someone denying your voice or questioning that you didn't have a voice in the moment. Because at the end of the day, they're just trying to protect their own self. What you saying? What are you saying? I'm doing. Da, 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 da. Mm. As opposed to just taking a moment and saying, whoa, so you were uncomfortable? Like acknowledging that someone was uncomfortable. Ain't nobody trying to trap you or send you to jail. Yeah. But you know, if your partner is coming to you, it's like, I'm uncomfortable. You know, I was uncomfortable out there and we had talked about it. You still kind of did the same thing. And this is how my brain was processing that. You know, you as a partner should listen. If you're not able to listen, you know, basically, you know, do a solid fuck off. But your job is to listen and not be um, defensive. Mm -hmm. um, so that's unfortunate, JJ, that you had to feel uncomfortable with your partner. Yeah. Even if y'all was on the outs, still doesn't matter. If anything, when you're both butt naked in the bed, that's when you should feel the most safest. <laughs> right. And whenever you feel off, this is it, it, it's it's the 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 pain is compounded. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so it's it's even worse, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm I'm sorry that you have to you've had to deal with that and that's now going to be a, a memory branded in your brain, mm. but you, but that, but you can also empower yourself, at least with this particular person or that incident, aside from what they need to do and all of that, because you are at the end of the day, can't control them, but you can control how you process this and start to heal from this. So that God forbid you, if you're in a similar situation, even not in a similar situation, just in a different relationship, you can, your voice is strengthened because you processed how you didn't use your voice in that moment or your voice didn't have the power it needed to, to, to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? That's really all that you can do um, because you can't change homegirl. Um, that's not on you to change her. Yeah. You know, you only can change yourself, you know? And so you all uh, are out of this relationship now. Um, congratulations. However, you're right. Mm-hmm. However, you're still physically around each other from time to time. You work in similar spaces. You have uh, mutual friends. You have friend. her friend lives on your block. She's on the block. Of course, the friend can't go to her borough and go visit her. She got to come to your block. We ain't going to get on that. <laughs> I, know how, it, it, I know how y'all are about your boroughs, okay? Because I used to visit and be like, no, I'm in Harlem. Come see me. And Brooklyn people was like, uh, that's a uh, That is a long distance, you know. <laughs> they definitely think that's a long distance relationship from borough to borough. I never thought that was long distance because I was a Yonkers kid. So I went from Yonkers to the last stop on the three almost consistently in my young 20s because my homeboy who's studio is working out of Reno. So I'll, I'll, I'll be that friend that would hop on the train. Like, girl, whatever, I get on A, I'll see you in a second. I don't care what borough you in, okay. except Queens. <laughs> Queens of Staten Island. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay. sorry. But, okay, so the uh-huh. you you created the distance, but you can't keep the distance because yes. you all are are around each other you're you're seeing each other and you're in a workspace that's supposed to be um and let me go back and look at the they, oh they work together wait a minute hold on I didn't, why did her I boss that? is very well known champion of her boss her queer boss. sex yeah. clear communication and all that so this should be something that is kind of like a given right so you're expecting that um, because this concept has been discussed and things have been, you know, communicated because, you know, we love a good communication that you shouldn't have to go through um, this experience yet you did. And so now you're like, all right, do I tell people? <laughs> Watch out for her. Like she's going to, she's not going to respect your boundaries or, um, not to mean warn people. Right. That's what that's what really she wanted to say. Yeah. Or um continue to just deal with this in your your private space. Um, I think that's oh, that's a, a touchy situation to be in. One, because you're right, like if she has a whole lot of friends and, and you go in there with your, I'm just trying to, you know, let the people know she's a predator type of situation, then you definitely are opening yourself up to the reactions that people have. People are going to take sides. People are going to defend their homie. Like, that's a real deal. Um, well, here, okay. Yeah, you're right. This is tricky. And, 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 I'm only answering this because it's not really clear what happened between you two. Mm-hmm. If this was straight up an assault um, or a pressure situation that you were made to feel unsafe in. Um, I oof. I think before, you, before if you decide to quote unquote warn other people, you need to get right with what happened to you. You need to find a healing space mm-hmm. for what happened to you. Because if you don't, how, regardless, you're going to come off as um, 
things that women are always accused of, and no one will do the same thing, you know, hysterical, like, what you talking about, because you're going to come off like, you know, and she, da, 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 da. you need to be at peace, or find a peace, some semblance of peace with it, if you're going to take those steps to, like, war in the community, you know, because we don't know what you experience, so we don't want to, you know, judge it like, that's not good enough to say, tell people, or what have you, if you feel that this woman is on a predator level, like, she consistently does this, mm. or has done this, and you feel we'll do it again, that really is your call. We're not going to tell you whether or not to do it. But I know if you are going to do that, you need to find peace with what happened to you first before you tell other people, okay? I'm just saying it'll be easier. Yeah. You can choose not to, but it'll be easier for you to be the alarm if you're clear on what happened to you and how you found some peace with it. I'm going to say that's one thing. On the other hand, personally, um, if this was something where this is something that was particular to your relationship, because understand that, yes, there are predators, the people who consistently assault or make people feel uncomfortable based on their own shit or what have you. But also there's also the dynamic between two individuals that may not be the same dynamic with other people. Just saying. OK. Um, if it's something that is specific to you, too, or it's something that you feel Yes, you felt unsafe, but you're not really wanting to sound the alarm or be that person at the center of attention. That's okay as well. And what you do need to do is find somebody that is not her friend or her sycophant, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, um, that is on your side and in your corner and who can be a confidant and keep their mouth shut so you can vent, so you can, so they can be a part of, you need to have your, whoever is a part of your healing team, be really clear on who that is. Um, and then get to work with that. So you have some place, something, you know, someone who is witness to, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to feel more empowering um, uh, for you. Um, I have one other thing about the whole girl being popular, just really quickly. This is, I know that that's whack. I mean, it's nothing worse than <laughs> dating someone who's popular and then breaking up. Forget about even dealing with predatory or assaults or, you know, her doing something that's off. It's just awkward always. If you're the person that was like the quiet partner or someone who just wasn't popular in the community or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you have to kind of navigate this other person's popularity and other people's impressions of your relationship. Now, that's something I had to deal with at one time, yeah. you know, and both of us were popular, actually. So it was a hot mess. And I, I had to tell a couple people, y'all need to mind your motherfucking business. And you need to, if, if, if that comes back to you, you know, people are... You feel that things are being said about you that are untrue from people who either don't know you, know you adjacent of your ex, <laughs> mm. you know, find, and this is a way to also strengthen, you need to tell, especially if it comes back to you in a kind of one-on-one -on -one face. If, if you don't, if you hear through the grapevine, honestly, ignore it. People are petty. You know what I mean? And that really it doesn't impact you. You know what I mean? Or it, the people who are impacted by someone else talking shit about you, you don't want them in your life either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you get grown, what you know, I tell people, if you're going to talk shit about somebody that I have not met yet, then I'm more, I'm judging you mm. before I meet that person. Because I want to meet someone of my own accord. Now that's grown. And you may be part of a young pool and your group of folks ain't got that yet. But trust me, that's about being grown. So fuck what people say. Now, if they say it to your face, you need to say, get the fuck out my face and get the fuck out my business <laughs> and mind your own. You know what I mean? Because you ain't, I had to tell people that. And I'm not a con confrontational play person, but it was getting like, yo, what the fuck you with my shit for, nigga? You don't know us. Mm. I don't give a fuck what anybody's saying. You don't know us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
you def- you define your what is it like your your uh privacy you know and don't let no one impeach on it and don't worry about the popular person let her be popular you can be popular on your own popular with just your one two or three friends what's popular as long as you got your people who the fuck cares how many people like her you know what i'm saying i'm also interested in and and this is just a curiosity <laughs> like what was your plan on um disseminating this information Mm. um and there's lots of possibilities right that are coming to my mind um Mm. we're in a a definite um we're in a time where you can share some information very quickly to a lot of people right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah (laughs) and gang but also get backlash you know if you're talking about social media yeah uh, that I, that's that's uh, you know finish your thought because no uh, you might get that's definitely yeah. along that line because I'm I'm curious about you know what what you were planning to do um, yeah there's one thing about like you know just talking to to your Hanif was saying you know your circle of friends about your experience getting it out like letting people know. Um, your story in an organic way and mm-hmm. then there's something else that happens when you like go public in a way yes and so that's a concern for me like i yeah I'm, yeah i'm nervous for you for that experience not that i'm gonna tell you you know how to 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 share this information whether you decide to or not um that's your story that's your your choice and you're right um but oof so like what was her response (laughs) well she i mean she said here that you know when when she brought it to her that you made me feel uncomfortable you know during their last sexual encounter the girl was like why didn't you say it then you know Mm -hmm. um listen that that's her being defensive, fearful, and just on some whack ass shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, you don't own that for her. That's hers. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think to what Red is saying, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place because you can do social media, but I think that may be more trouble than it's worth. One, it's it's deemed by right off the bat as somewhat passive aggressive. Mm. Um, two, it gets you know uh, if she if there are people if she's a popular person, it's easy for people to also be passive, not passive, but be directly aggressive towards you, but not really reap any consequences because they don't have to come to your face. They just can tag you and everything and call you all kinds of names, mm-hmm. you know. And they can they can even you know depending on how her group is, they can make it worse for you just to live your life outside of her. So maybe you might want to think about that if that is one of the you know the roles but then you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you know depending on what actually happened i don't know this is police worthy do you really want to do that either you know are you respected you look like you're a woman of color you know would you be respected as a lesbian or or just a queer you know woman of color in a police environment and who i mean look it takes me a lot to call the police on my neighbors i can't i can't call the police on other black people you know um or on the lesbians because it's, it's it's just it got to be extraordinary circumstances mm-hmm. you know because we know it can just go left so you're it's it's but i'm just saying that if it was a perfect world making something official an official complaint 
is completely different than just shouting like, hey, this woman is whack on this and that level, you know, but making an official complaint makes it official. Like I'm not playing games. Y'all, you know, there needs to be a record if you feel that someone who, this is a repetitive yeah. behavior. You know what I mean? Um, but us being people of color, us being queer people, that's not always an option. Um, I don't know if there's an organization where you are, where you can talk oh to someone. God. So at least there's some there's someone that's not even in your friend pool. Yeah. Well, Jenny said at the beginning of the letter that um, she has been in therapy and she talked to friends. And so this now, if that's those steps have already happened, then now we're talking about going a further step. Oh, yeah. Right? And so... Yeah. Well, you know, listen, it seemed like her big, because she ended her letter like, I just don't want the bitch on my block. Like, I can I can maybe avoid her in other ways, but she keep coming to visit her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, there's nothing you can do to prevent her from coming on her block. If her friend is on her block, what can you do about it? You know, it ain't like they're going to be on your side to figure out some agreement where, you know, she doesn't seem like the kind of person to be like, you know what? I'll ask my friend to come see me for a while just until we have some proper space. That don't, she don't sound like the kind of chick that's going to be down with that. Mm. So again, as in life and in many cases, all you can do is empower yourself. All right. Get your acting on. I have had exes too, that I saw them a little too soon after seeing them and yes your heart drops it's this heart you're like oh and you just want to do a pivot and turn the fuck around and walk out the door mm-hmm. okay and you know what you can't do that that is an option yeah or you can just keep walking keep 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 it moving you don't gotta say hi you don't gotta say bye you know what i mean just go to you know say this is a scenario you go into a cafe to be there with some friends oh shit here go bitch <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> sit down with your friends and have that meal mm-hmm. now you can say to your friends yo homegirls here um, I don't know if I'm quite comfortable being in the same space with her. Are y'all down with leaving, mm-hmm. you know, or, or your friends are like, yo, fuck that girl. We got your back. What you want to do? All right. Um, but if you're by yourself and you see her, um, keep it moving. Don't say nothing. Don't look at her. If you're able to pivot without her seeing you pivot, because nobody want to catch you pivoting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like doing a bow face and get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, you little ego. Come on. But, um, do what you can to not say anything. If she's the kind of person that makes something to you, just turn to her and have your script ready. It should be a one-liner. I do not want to speak to you. Have a great day. And keep it moving. Don't get into a conversation. Mm. Don't feed the beast. Again, I'm guessing the kind of person she is. I don't know how she yeah. is. So you have two choices. Completely ignore her. Completely stay out of sight um, of her until you are really, really comfortable with her being around. Um, and also have your one-liner ready and do it as you're walking. Don't stop and tell her. You tell her as you're walking. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I know it sounds crazy, but you have to be hardcore with this. If you cannot control her being in your space, mm-hmm. you got to set a heart because you wasn't able to do it when, when y'all was, you know, uh, when, when, when that, that assault, yeah. when you were alone with her. And so honor that, that, you know, you had an issue with your voice when you needed your voice and it's, it's okay. It happens to a lot of us women. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you can practice. Now that you have this other situation of seeing this woman many more times than you would like to, then you need to practice your voice. You know, seize an opportunity to practice your voice and setting freaking boundaries. And she's going to get it. 
Now, again, I'm going to say one last scenario. If she is the kind of person who is this side of violent or someone who becomes loud or violent when they're ignored, Mm -hmm. okay, still keep it moving, okay? Because at the end of the day, you're in public. She ain't going to do but so much, okay? And she's going to play herself, okay? Um, Let her shout, let her scream, let her be that whack-ass nigga on the corner. What do you do when when a nigga calls you all kind of fucks you because you ignore them. What you do? You keep on moving. Mm-hmm. You keep on moving. Let Understand what you're going to do in every scenario you're going to see her. And then just and just do it. Just practice it. And the universe will hopefully keep her away from you. But you need to know what you're going to do, what your friends are going to do, if she's in your space and you're not comfortable. Mm. Period. So you have you know like that, that, that exit strategy. You have your plan. You have your script. You already Boom. know. Like... If this situation occurs until I'm ready to stop and face and and do something different, like this is how we're Mm -hmm. handling it. My friends know, my boss, you know, whoever else needs to know. um, This is how we're going to deal with this situation for now until further notice. Bam, bam. Again, all the power is with you. Mm -hmm. It really, these kind of situations, you have to really write down where does my power lie and then engage with your power. Yeah. You know, because you cannot control other people, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, trusting us with this situation. Yes, it yes. means a lot to us. We we really uh, appreciate that. And if yes. any of you all have situations that are going on that you think your aunties could give you some perspective on, uh, feel free to send us a letter at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. You can also send us a DM on Instagram at your gay aunties. Mm-hmm. And one more time, if you want to join us for Sunday brunch, yeah. you can go to patreon.com slash your gay aunties. There's only 10 a month um, to get what others don't see <laughs> or hear. And early at that. Yeah. <laughs> you always want to be the exclusive boo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and definitely get your letters in, kids, because I'm sorry, I'm going to call y'all kids. That I can't go from children to kids. Let's just, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> get your letters in. If you want um, the one and only Stacey Ann Chin um, to uh, be your auntie for next Sunday mm-hmm. and, and, let, and help you with your messy queer life, <laughs> um, get, get your letters into us at your gay aunties at, you know, at gmail.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before Saturday, cause we tape on Sunday. So that's Saturday, I believe is the 26th. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, this is a great show. Thank you again, um, JJ and everyone. Um, thank you to our musical guests. You know, I guess you didn't really have a choice of whether we <laughs> whether we critique the work or not. But you know, if you know some work that you want us to to take a look at and, and listen to, send it to us. We're we're here. Mm-hmm. Say word. Um, and I guess we'll go out on uh, Sienna as well. She has, and this is uh, me again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All so right, before all we right. do, I'm Red Summer. And I'm Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, babies. Bye bye. <laughs>